Hey book nerds, welcome to today's podcast. Today I am joined by writer and director Sean Addo. He's going to be talking to us about his short film Rooted. Super excited to get into this interview, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the podcast today, book nerds. Thank you for joining us. And today I'm joined by Sean Addo. He's the director of the short film Rooted. And today we get to kind of get a little bit more into detail and get to know him a little bit better. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing great. Yeah, super excited to be here. Glad to uh, glad that you're having me. Yeah. We're so happy to be talking to you today about your film. And, uh, you know, for any of our audience that isn't too familiar with you or your work, can you give us a short little introduction to yourself? Um, yeah, uh, my name is Sean Otto. I am a writer-director and I'm uh, out of Inglewood, California. Um, I tend to do a lot of different things in different genres, uh, mainly supernatural kind of horror thriller genre has been my focus right now. And all of my stuff really focuses on identity or at least the the difficulty in trying to connect into identity or where we belong or where we fit in, uh, culturally speaking. And I'm first generation Ghanaian America, so it's a big part of my life, um, even outside of film, and tends to bleed into all my work. But yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm curious, Sean, are both your parents um, like Ghanaian as well, like the background wise? Yeah, yeah. So both my parents are from Ghana. Um, they moved here maybe like 30, 30 something years ago, I think, uh, closer to 40 now. Um, yeah. And so they've been here. Most of my family is in Ghana. Um, I go back just about like, every year if I can so I'm, I'm there pretty often as much as I can be but yeah nice that's awesome I love that tie to your culture yeah and uh tell us a little bit about your short film um so my short film um it's about a man who gets his DNA results uh they're also accompanied by this um African mask that allows him to see into the the slave dungeons of his African ancestors um and the whole catch of it is like not only can he see them but they can also see him and um, and then it becomes this kind of like cat and mouse kind of game. Um, and just it's a huge allegory for really connecting to your culture and kind of the arduous journey that that can be. And the, some of the barriers, whether it be language or just like understanding um, each other and things like that. And, and also just the perspective of how looking at a culture where you know nothing about may come off due to other things like the media or anything else like that. So it's all an allegory for that. And, and also looking at the idea of one who is interested in connecting to their culture versus someone who might be a little more fearful or almost reject their culture. So it's a little bit of a cautionary tale. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so glad I've gotten the privilege to kind of preview it a little bit, but we're not going to spoil anything for our viewers just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, with you growing up Ghanaian American, having both your parents from uh, Ghana and you guys going back to visit pretty often, um, would you say like your culture pretty much kind of influences a lot of the work that you do? Absolutely. I think it's it's that and also like it's the journey of it. Like a lot of it was I didn't start going back as often until maybe high school. So there's a huge gap. Like when we were um, younger, I was about eight years old. It was the first time I went back, I was taken uh, over to Ghana to kind of visit my grandparents and see the entire family. And my parents were really big on culture uh, at that point in time. And then during, I guess, between that time, I, there was a time I went back with my family, but outside of that, we kind of stayed mainly in the States more. And it wasn't until high school, like the end of high school, where I was like, I'm going to go take my own kind of senior trip. And um, I, I went to, to London and Ghana for about a, a couple months and kind of just sat there and then started really understanding how being raised here, even though we were raised in a pretty small 
kind of tightly knit Ghanaian community in Cincinnati, Ohio, which was kind of surprising for that to be one, but there is. And um, it still wasn't the exact same. You know what I mean? It's a little different to like grow up within a Ghanaian, Ghanaian culture in America versus being born and raised in Ghana. Ghana. So I, um, I kind of really quick uh, understood that and it felt a little, little bit of an outsider that way. And so um, I've, I felt like for me, it was either one or two things. Either I'm going to be like, okay, I'm, I don't necessarily belong here or I'm going to like dig deeper and then just keep coming back as often as I can to try to connect deeper and deeper, deeper to like my cousins and the culture and everything like that. So the more I did it, the more aware I just became about a lot of those things. And I think that inner monologue and that question of like, where do I fit on the spectrum or how, how uh, much can I connect to the culture just started bleeding into all of my work and in, in every way, even when I didn't want to, um, I guess it's kind of a little bit of a coping mechanism. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so a lot of a lot of stuff I did, it just kind of find found its way into my work. And then for me, it was a real a, a way to kind of articulate and kind of uh, communicate what that journey may be like. And I started really realizing that it resonated with a lot of people just beyond myself. And they didn't have to be African specifically or um, even first generation or second generation or anything like that. It was just anybody who was trying to figure out where they belong or where they fit in between like two worlds or whatever it was, started to really understand that kind of journey and maybe the difficulty with it and the excitement that comes with it as well. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. Like you, you just like said it so like articulation and everything and <laughs> the way that you like described it was just like perfectly detailed because I can definitely relate to some of that work with both my parents being immigrants as well. So I think it's amazing. And, you know, for anybody that hasn't seen the film yet, I don't want to spoil it or anything like that, but I just had me on the edge of the seat the whole time and it's just it's such a cool film uh thank you thank you so much yeah yeah absolutely so kind of, i want you to kind of walk me through your creative process like what is your typical day or week or even month like if you know um yeah i uh um basically i i think i try every morning i wake up and then um i know people talk about doing pages and free writing and stuff like that for me it's it's a little weird i um i try to do something that's actually not related to anything creative whatsoever. I think it's a bit it's a bit of my sports background. Um, I played football in college and everything like that. So I've been playing sports my entire life. So it's yeah. something that grounds me. Um, and what I realized is that I'm a firm believer that you create subconsciously constantly. And in whatever project you work on, you're always writing or always like working out themes and, and things like that in the background. And so I'm a firm believer in that. And so for me, I do something completely um, non-related, uh, kind of in the morning to kind of get myself to like, at least get out of bed and keep and start to go uh, get going. And what I'm realizing is halfway through whatever, if I'm working out doing anything else like that, I start to think about like dialogue and other things of that nature, whatever I was working on the night before. And then, um, usually because of that, I start the morning that way, I have a certain sense of clarity and I'm able just to get to writing like right away. So I have, um, I guess a number of ideas I'm always throwing around in my head. And then it's all just about like having the time to sit down and executing them. And then so, you know, I, I tend to sit down and I start writing. Um, and if I don't write myself, also I have like a partner that I'm, I'm working on the project, actually the feature version of the short with right now. So we, we tend to um, collab like right after that somewhere midday. And then after that, um, I'm either trying to take in some kind of inspiration from something else. So if it's not going to the museum or doing anything else like artistic, in that sense like I, I try to read more often now <laughs> like than anything um just because i'm constantly looking for inspiration um and just uh, especially when you do things in the 
genre space. Um, yeah. Anything that's like high concept, you're constantly world building. So for me, it's like the more inspiration I can get from all these different things, whether I'm watching something, reading something, or even listening to music or whatever, that that kind of continues to help me build like the world and the tone and the moon with it. And then I get to a point where I kind of, um, I'm very, it's like, I need my time. <laughs> so <laughs> me and her, yeah, we kind of just uh, do our own thing after that. But that that that's typically a day, I think, in, in a sense. And outside of meetings and things like that, that's kind of the way I operate creatively. Gotcha. I mean, just yeah. like hearing your schedule and like you traveling for all the festivals. And I'm like, Sean, you are a busy man. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. I Because I used to really believe in this idea of like organized chaos. Because <laughs> that's the way I've always operated. <laughs> But I think the more the more stuff and the more um, opportunities I have now, it's really taking a, a certain amount of discipline and like almost like a pretty strict schedule, which is kind of like sometimes it's kind of hard for a creative. You know what I mean? Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's like so I think me finding a balance where there's definitely a, a, a strict schedule in some sense. So I know I'm actually being productive, but also giving me space to really like be free because I think it's really important to like um to keep relationships with like friends and, and family and everything like that so I, I try to save a lot of time for that as well um just because a lot of times especially when you're um in this industry and you're you know you write and direct you can really get tunnel vision and kind of close off everything um and that in the before you know it you look up and you're like oh my gosh like Where's everybody? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just in a hole, that type of thing. So, and I've definitely been down that. Like usually when I jump on a project, uh, I try to um, to snap out of it every once in a while because I get pretty tunnel vision. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think that's that's why it's always good to have people around you that balance you out. They're like, all right, the work is great and everything like that, but you need to break, breathe, and, you know, experience life around you, that type of thing. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Can definitely relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. So would you say that like the creative process, once you kind of go 100%, you're like straight tunnel vision, do you feel like it's kind of like exhaustive to write so often? Or do you feel like you're like super energized and you could just keep going and going? Yeah, I, like I think the latter of it, super energized, I, I, I keep going. It's just like, from a small, a young age, I was always really interested in like uh, solving puzzles. Like I was big on um, just like, you know, your 500,000 piece, like the mosaics and all those crazy things like that. So my brain literally likes to solve things. And so every time I, I come up with a concept or a story or anything like that, I start to look at it as like a puzzle. And so I'm just, that's why I think I get in tunnel vision. Cause at that point, my brain just doesn't stop working. And so it's a constant, like, how do I solve this? Or how do I break the story? And I, um, I, yeah, my brain writes itself in the shower, like, when I'm asleep I realized it too because usually when I wake up the next day it's like every problem that I ever had is all of a sudden solved in terms of like my script and everything so clearly I was thinking about it in my sleep it's those things it's those those things like that where yeah when I get when I get to it it's it's almost like and um I'm a big person that I love having uh checkpoints and so for me it's like when I'm solving this thing or solving the story or breaking the story every time I have a little break or I get a little inch, it feels like another checkpoint. So I'm motivated again to keep going and keep going until it's like some form of completion. Um, but then that's really hard because usually when you get it past the first draft, you're like, yes, I'm done. It's perfect. And then you're reading like, oh, this is terrible. It's trash. <laughs> we have to rewrite. <laughs> so, but that's that's just what it is. But I think that's kind of like I, I really get fired up when it's like um when I'm I'm in, I'm in the zone and I'm kind of doing it. Yeah, so I even forget to eat. It's it gets crazy. It's yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But yeah. 
Gotcha. And I noticed with your short film specifically for Rooted, um, you incorporate like a lot of music, especially from the get-go. Uh, was that something that like you have like your family help out with for the music? Is it something that you do? Or like, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I love music personally. It's because my brother, um, he was a composer on the film. So I, I work with him all the time in terms of music. And then we're always constantly talking about it in general. Um, you know, so it's been a big part of our lives in general. And I'm always like, if I was not film or visual artist, I definitely would be trying to try to be a musician. That's just not my forte per se. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, so with him, it was just, the second I had the concept, I was like, yo, Maxwell, I have, uh, that's my brother's name. I was like, I have this idea for this film. Obviously you're gonna do music. And no matter what he's doing, I was like, you gotta drop everything, we're working on this now. And so uh, we kind of go in at it. And so we started tossing around ideas really early before the movie was even, um done edited or anything like that so it's pretty early on and he I, I was lucky because he's also been in almost like he makes a cameo in almost every one of my movies somehow because I've been just doing it as a kid and so he's in this one um I, I guess I can say that yeah he's one of the spirits in the movie and everything uh the ancestors gotcha. but like yeah there's this thing where the character is dealing with this guitar he's a musician and um I was kind of inspired by my brother a little bit and then in one of the scenes when the guitar gets like tossed or whatever and it makes this like long drawn out chord um we were literally all filming on set and my brothers looked at me i looked at him and i was like okay that's it we got to go with this whole breaking down this guitar this kind of like deconstructed sound so it's less like music and it's more um this hybrid between uh sound design and and music so we kind of tell this like audio uh kind of like I guess story in a sense and, and do it that way. And, and so, yeah, he was, he was down with it. And also my brother, because he's my younger brother, I know working with him, I can push him all the way. <laughs> like, nice. Just because it's been our relationship our entire lives, maybe further than I would um, anybody else, you know? So it's always cool. And we, we always tend to have these certain rules where I'm like, okay, for this, we didn't want to be cliche. So we're like, okay, let's try to do this uh, whole short, short without having any African drums, right? Um, and so I was like, no drums. And so he's like, all right, cool. So we have to figure out all these other ways to kind of express the culture and uh, the tone of the world. And it's just a fun kind of puzzle game with us. It's, it's crazy because it does get intense because we're always like, this is great. I'm like, this is great. He's like, no, this is terrible. And we go back and forth. But they are gets to a point where um, at the end of it, we're always really, really pleased with whatever, whatever comes out. And he's done the music to every one of my films. So that's kind of, that's just, yeah. So music is a huge thing for me. Um, yeah, mainly because of him. That's pretty impressive. And yeah. I was just, I heard the opening score and I was just like, wow, that is, that is really <laughs> good. Like, yeah. and that was the last thing we, like, we kept saying, if we can get the opening score first, it would ha help set the tone for the rest of the film. And for some reason, that was the hardest thing to get. That was the last bit of music that we actually ended up, was actually ended up, uh, was able to create. It was like after the credits and everything. And we're like, the oh, first, wow. the opening music is not working. It's not working. And then, um, you know, he, he nailed it. And I was like, this is incredible, <laughs> you know? So then that's kind of what it was, but yeah. Dang. I mean, you guys absolutely killed it. It just, like I said earlier, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like what's going to happen next? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, No, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's great. I'm so happy to hear that you guys have so much fun and working on everything. And it's really cool to hear your creative process, Sean. I mean, honestly, that was all the questions I had for you today for the okay. interview. And you gave, more than like incredible answers <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah it was, it was a it was a it was a fun one um 
yeah, it's really rare you get to, um, especially because we shot in a pandemic, which was really crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, it kind of was one of those stories that changed. Um, and luckily with the mask thing, it just kind of great, get, it kind of became this great vehicle to kind of do the whole, uh, to transport uh, people and literally the audience and everything like that. And yeah, so even with having like limited resources and not being able to shoot at the scale that we wanted to, I felt like it came out actually better that way, um, which, which was kind of amazing. But yeah, it was, it was a crazy, it was a tough shoot, but it was, it was fun. Um, everybody involved it was, it was great. And like, like, I think, you know, when you do something like that and it kind of becomes this labor of love, then you get to stand back and look at it and be like, wow, that's because we cared about it. That's why it turned out the way it did, which is awesome. So like the film has become your baby and you did yeah. a really good job with it yeah, yeah 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 so i'm just super excited to to be able we've been pitching the feature version of it so we have a lot of interest in it and so me and my uh a partner that i'm writing with um have have a really crazy interesting story that builds off of this which is a lot of fun super excited about it oh dude i'm super excited to see uh, what you guys come up with next yeah, so yeah. sean where where else can we find you, Are you on social media where can we find your work and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, my website is uh, www.seanaddo.xyz, -E um, right? And then um, my uh, Instagram is usually what I'm on. So it's uh, Dopachief, D-O-P-P-A-C-H-I-E-F. And that's in Instagram. That's like at Dopachief is the whole thing. But yeah, those are the two places where I'm at, where, I, where I'm at mainly. And then IMDb, of course, but just look up first and last name from there. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Sean, thank you so, so much for joining us today. What a great interview. Really glad we got to take the time to talk to you about your film. And before we go, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners? All right. I'm Sean Otto, I'm writer and director of Rooted. You are listening to Gene Book Nerd Podcast. Mm -hmm.